The New Testament clearly reveals the importance of looking out for and expressing love for our brethren. We're going to be talking about one of the ways to do that in this, the 26th edition of Sound Teaching. There is nothing more important and nothing which is more in keeping with the mind of God than the duty of reclaiming backsliders. James discussed this duty in James chapter 5, verses 19 and 20, when he said, Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. And this attitude was a great departure from the prevalent attitude of the day. The Pharisees, for example, had little use for sinners, those who were expressing no interest in spiritual things. Their attitude towards publicans, such as Zacchaeus, for example, was very different than the attitude of our Lord. Jesus saw Zacchaeus, called him down, and dined with him. And he stated concerning this publican in Luke 19, verses 9 and 10, Today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. In contrast to the prevalent attitudes of the day, Jesus loves sinners. They are why he came to this earth. Therefore, James teaches us that we do a sinner a great favor if we succeed in turning him from his wanderings and back to the truth. Now, there are several things I want to note from the text. The first is that the wanderer here in the text is a brother in Christ. The context is not discussing an alien sinner, though we do recognize the need, too, to save them. Rather, it is a warning about the possibility of a child of God wandering back into the world. It's obvious from the context. He says there, Brethren, if any among you wanders. Now, Calvinists have a hard time with this passage because they teach that it's impossible for a child of God to wander away into condemnation. To give you an example, I want you to note the following quote from a commentary, the Expositor's Bible Commentary, which was written by a Calvinist. He writes, Since Scripture teaches that once a person is regenerated, he can never be lost, it may be assumed that this hypothetical wanderer is not a genuine believer. He would be one who had been among the believers and had made a profession of faith, but his profession had been superficial. To bring him to genuine faith is to save his soul from eternal death. Now, that quote is obviously an attempt to explain away that passage in James. However, it's impossible to explain this and every other passage away which clearly teaches the possibility of falling or apostasy. For example, Hebrews 3.12, where the Hebrew writer says, Brethren, beware, lest there be in any of you who? Brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Of course, we could cite 1 Corinthians 10:12, Galatians 5:4, Hebrews 6 verses 4 through 6, or any number of many other passages. The passage clearly teaches that it is indeed a brother in Christ who is doing the wandering. And this leads us to ask, then, what are they wandering from? The answer is the truth. The truth is, of course, the saving truth of the gospel of Christ. Jesus told us that in knowing the truth, we would be set free. Paul, in Ephesians 1, in verse 13, calls it the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In order to be saved, 
we must have a proper attitude toward the truth. The truth must be loved and obeyed. It must be spoken in love. We must come to a knowledge of the truth. It must be handled aright. We must walk in the truth. All of these are scriptural terms with regard to our handling of truth. If a man does not exhibit the proper attitude toward the truth, well then James describes him as a wanderer. We are told here that the wanderer who is turned back is one who is saved from death and has a multitude of sins covered. Now he's not talking about physical death here, rather spiritual death. One who has wandered away is dead while he lives. Paul used that phrase, mentioning such a one in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verses 5 through 6, when he wrote that she who is really a widow and left alone trusts in God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day, but she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. This is the sense in which Ezekiel used the word die in Ezekiel 18.4 when he said that the soul who sins shall die. Of course, this ultimately leads to salvation from the second death. Those for whom the multitude of sins is not covered are spiritually dead and therefore candidates for eternal torment after they die physically. Those who know not God and obey not the gospel will be eternally separated from God. They will inherit spiritual death for an eternity. They will have no hope. And so, as you can see, you do a man or woman a great favor by saving their soul from death. You mimic the actions of Jesus when he came to seek and to save the lost. You fulfill the love of Christ. Let us always encourage and look out for one another. Is there a wanderer that you see which you could save? Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the West Side Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.